You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Played the cash register twice because I feel like we need some good luck. Need to mix up the juju on this podcast a little bit. Episode nine of BLT Bets. Episode nine of BLT Bets. And the BLT sandwich is all here. Tyler, Liam, oh, bag yeah. milk. Ready to roll? Ready to rock? Mm-hmm. How's Should it? we talk about the BLT sandwich from last week quickly? Bag milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that one was over before it even began. Yeah, like we before like, the podcast so even went out. Before we started recording, I said that I am completely out on betting the Blue Jays if Kikuchi is pitching. So that goes back to last week's BLT sandwich, where he killed our bet before the first inning was even over. He got yeah. two of three outs in that in the first inning, and then he got <laughs> yanked. Just completely floored our our parlay before he even got a chance to live. Didn't even get a chance to breathe, man. And Liam and I nailed our parts of it. Steph Curry mm-hmm. went over 28 and a half, and Ukraine beat the Republic of Ireland. It was a <laughs> thrilling match. Uh, damn it. Damn it. It was close. We almost had him. If I think by that's close, close you mean not home. within an international flight away from get out. <laughs> uh, it would have been a juicy payout too. Would have been. Uh, would have been so beautiful. Uh, would have been so I'm like because of that guy, man. Again, I'm not betting on any Jay's stuff if he's pitching. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a shame, like a, a shame reload on my betting account after yesterday. We'll get there. Oh, that sucks. That sucks big time. Um. We got a lot to get to today. <laughs> F1 is uh, going on in Montreal. And since it should be, it'll be like a normal start time in, in Canada, right? Like it won't be like four in the morning or whatever. So I'm going to watch and I want to bet on it, even though I know nothing Isn't, about F1. I think it starts at one, right? One I, think so. locked. I think so. It's one o'clock or noon, but it's going to be beautiful because last week in Azerbaijan started at five. I PVR'd it. Still woke up earlier than I normally would to watch it, but yeah, it'll be nice to just kind of not have to worry about avoiding. And again, last week, again, I'm like, I'm going to avoid all my books, my sports books. Cause I did some betting. I'm going to avoid DraftKings. accidentally open Twitter and see who won. Probably I was 10 laps in ah. ridiculous. So it'll be nice to have it at our proper, proper time. Mm-hmm. I said on the show last week that uh, Max would win too. So that was nice. Yes, you did. A nice little boost. Yeah, 12, 12, 12 start, noon start in Edmonton. 
What about how, like, Liam, what's going on with Ferrari? They just cannot stop fucking themselves over. It is shocking. It's weird. And I think we spoke about it off air a little bit, but it's like they just don't know how to win. Yeah. You know, they don't have that, like, mentality yet of, like, because, what was it, two weeks ago, they had the pit stop thing where both of them came in at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now the cars aren't even finishing races. Even, like, Alfa Romeo was a Ferrari engine. They were out with one racer. Haas had one, too. Like, I don't know. It just seems like Ferrari's just back to their old ways where the last couple of years, they just can't compete with Red Bull and even Mercedes. Like, the car isn't good, but somehow Russell's every single week is finishing top five. Literally yeah, every single week. He's finding a way to get it done. Yeah, he's figuring it out. And big race from Gasly this week, too. That was nice to see. It's always good to see someone different just kind of climb up to the top a little bit. Yeah, totally. It was just, it was like, again, in my DraftKings for last week, I did two different lineups. One where I was kind of more heavy on Red Bull and obviously it did well, but then I had another one where it was heavier on Ferrari and just to have both guys not finish and both guys is because their engine failed. It's, it's wild what's going on with Ferrari right now. Especially with like when they are racing, they look unbeatable. Like I can't remember what race it was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was uh, the other Italian race when Leclerc was like 20 seconds ahead he of everybody. He was running away with it. That was two weeks ago. So like, or I guess three weeks ago. So two of the last three races for F1, Leclerc has been, had a sizable lead in first place and didn't even finish. Yeah. And like, honestly, to bring it back to Ben a little bit, if you want to bet on like uh, qualifying to finish Paul, like Leclerc is probably your best bet right now because he finishes first every single week. He's just every collecting week. polls on mass, but like, it's got to be so frustrating for him to just, he gets the pole position and then can't do anything with it. Not through any fault of his own either, whether it's the the weird pit stop from a few weeks ago uh, that was in Monaco, I believe. And then yep. just both cars not finishing this past week in Azerbaijan. That's no good. No good. Yeah. It's nothing on him. I'm just pulling it up now. I'm curious to see what the odds are for a Ferrari to be the first car to retire. Oh, I mean, that's an interesting one. Happening so often now. First car, first construction retirement. Ferraris plus seven fifty, and they're like middle of the pack. They're t- they Alfa Romeo seven hundred, Aston Martin is six hundred, Williams is five fifty, and Haas is five hundred. Ferrari should not be in that group at all. No, they should, not at all. Like so, right above like Alfa Tori is a, a the books are saying Alfa Tori and Alpine have better chances of finishing the race than Ferrari does right now. Like what you like, obviously they both didn't finish, but having both of your racers lose to Nicholas Latifi just cannot feel good. <laughs> I don't even know racing and I know that's bad. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Really? It doesn't get worse than not finishing whatsoever. And then also Checo Prez leapt into second place in the, in the standings as well. So we got Red Bull one, two there as well for the championship. Yeah. And like, it's kind of funny because of the start of the season after that first race, there's four Red Bull cars on the, on the track and three of them didn't finish and everyone was questioning them. And now they're one, two in the championship and Gasly just finished top six in a race, mm-hmm. you know, and now all the attention's on Ferrari. Like it'll be a big race this weekend for Ferrari to see how they do in Canada. And I, I'm, I'm excited. Like we said off the start, I'm excited to, watch a race, not at seven o'clock in the morning. And, you know, actually have a, a day of 
the pre being able to watch a pre-show will be nice for once too. Yeah, it will be. It'd be really nice to just kind of a little Sunday fun day, you know, and then that means also the qualifying on Saturday will be at a reasonable time to watch. So yeah, it's a good weekend of racing coming up. Although I do have a big zoo day on Saturday, so I don't know if I'll be able to watch the qualifying. Are you ah. going to the Edmonton zoo? No, I am. I'm going to the Calgary zoo, Ah, much superior zoo, less superior yes. city, more superior zoo. Yes. Give them credit where it counts. The zoo. Um, well, I hope you enjoy your zoo day. <laughs> what a direction I wasn't expecting it to go. Uh, okay. So while we, we were already knees knee deep in the F1 talk. So give me a couple plays for this weekend. What do we, what are we thinking here? <laughs> you know what I'm honestly thinking about betting is Leclerc to not finish top three or top six, just because not through any fault of his own. Uh, I just don't trust that cars right now. Interesting. Odds aren't great. Verstappen to win is always an easy play or like a, a play to consider anyway. It's not a, it's not a sexy bet necessarily, but it's been paying off lately. If he, if he finishes the race, there's a very good chance he's finishing on top. Yeah. Like there was, I've, he's only been one race this year where he's finished and hasn't won. Like that's nuts. Yeah. You know, like it, he's just, he seems like such a for sure thing every week. Like he's minus 120 right now to win. Leclerc is plus 300 and him and Perez are the second best odds. I just, it's hard to go away from what's been happening. Like the trends are too common now for them mm-hmm. not to continue. Like I, like, look, I can see Leclerc finishing races still, but like sites, like how can you be on sites? You can't be on sites right now. Like, I think Bottas is always a safe bet to finish in the top 10. Like he's yep. fairly consistent Very with it. Consistent. Like right, right now the bet, the odds aren't great for him to do that, but well, sorry, if he does, it's not great to bet on, but like after qualifying, like see what happens. You see, it's like eight for something like that. Like even six, like it's weird because his car isn't fast enough to necessarily keep up with the top guys. So if he does finish like, fifth, sixth or whatever, like maybe it's not a bad idea to like say he won't finish in the top six, but I'll finish in the top 10, if that makes sense. Yep. I think that's kind of somewhere I would go. Um, I always am curious after qualifying the racers who are actually good, who finish near the back for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, like to see if you can get something on them in the top 10. Like, so like, as as an example, last week I had like Botas after qualifying was like P15 or something like Mm -hmm. that. So to bet on him, I bet on him to move into the top 10. Uh, Vettel generally falls back in qualifying. He's, he's a reasonable candidate to move up. Like you said, last week, Pierre Gasly had a hell of a race last week. So be interesting to see Daniel Ricardo had his, Best yeah. finish in a while last week. So maybe things are start, turning around for him at McLaren, but which was great to see finally, like Ricardo becomes everyone's favorites from drive to survive. And then like to see him have a, such a poor time at McLaren, but now finally like gets a decent finish finishes above his teammate. Like maybe, maybe even McLaren both cars to finish in the points this weekend might not be a bad idea to see if that kind of continues on another trend. Maybe we'll look, be looking at. It is interesting though, because like Ricardo did finish ahead of Lando Norris last week, but that probably was because of the team decision, don't you think? Towards the back half of the race, because Lando Norris is like, I'd really like to go for this right now. And they're like, No, 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 you're hanging behind Daniel. Do not fight with him. So I, mean, I, I, I find that stuff interesting. 
Yeah, that's always an intriguing part because, like, we saw the thing with Verstappen and Perez. Like, they're fighting for one, two in the, every race where Ricardo and Norris are trying to just get points at this point. Yep. But I think it's a good move by McLaren just to go on that part. Just like give Ricardo a bit of confidence, you know, going to the yeah. next week. He's a good racer. Like, they've kind of, I don't know, it's hard to say if they've screwed him or if he's screwed someone. But, like, I think, I think we'll see what happens down here. Like, I don't mind the McLaren. I'm going to look for a bet on Leclerc to finish first in the qualifying and maybe even Perez to finish, uh, sorry, Sainz to finish top three because he typically does well as in the qualifying too. So that's kind of where I'm looking right now is on Saturday rather than Sunday at the moment. So yeah, if you're looking for qualifying champs, uh, Ferrari seems to be doing pretty well there, but as for the actual race, they are not. So Leclerc to win qualifying at minus 118 is a good spot. It's not horrible. So I mean, the odds aren't the sexiest thing ever, but like he keeps collecting pole positions regularly. I, th- I think he's only not done it twice this year, mm. which is nuts. It's just Saturday, uh, Sunday where they struggle. It, it's like for the championship, if Ferrari's cars weren't failing on them, Leclerc could very well be like running away with it, but just weird decisions, car failures. It's, it's been a weird couple of week, a couple of races to watch for Ferrari. Yeah, it kind of started when sights started going off the track and then all of a sudden it like trickled into Leclerc a lot and it's just kind of, it's a weird trend. I'll be curious to see how long this kind of continues for. Still a lot of season left, of course. <laughs> like This is, just has nothing to do with betting, but uh, Carlos signs on his Instagram had a picture of him like he was in a wedding or he got married or something and he was just walking in like the gravel and the comments are just like, oh, signs in the gravel is where he's meant to be. <laughs> just It's not going well for them right now. <laughs> Um, so wait till after Saturday, maybe then is what I'm hearing from you guys too, for in terms of like finding guys who can maybe sneak up, who don't do well in qualifying or to pick your winners, you know, or to pick your winners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that too. Look at Saturday right now for qualifying with those Ferrari guys and then don't bet on them on Sunday. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Stanley Cup final that gets going tonight, obviously. And uh, I the series as a whole, I I'm honestly surprised you're getting Tampa at plus 150. I just think they're look at who Colorado's had to go through specifically with goaltending. The goalies they've yeah. gone up against were Ingram, Riddich, two games of Bennington, then a bunch of Huso, who was terrible in that series. And then Mike Smith and a little Miko Koskinen. They haven't played anyone who's even on the same planet as Andre Vasilevsky. I no, I, 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 just to me, like Colorado's no question. They're very, very good, but it's like you said, Vasilevsky is just, he's Vasilevsky again, and they're going to have a hard time with that. He's not going to give you gimmies like Mike Smith did in the Western conference finals. That's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I like my official pick on daily faceoff was the Avs in seven, but I just think from a value perspective, it's you're it's worth betting on the Lightning a little bit. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm stashing aside a little bit of money in case Colorado comes out hot and wins game one, which I could very much see happening. Um, I if Colorado wins game one, you're going to be getting the Lightning at probably like plus one ninety, plus two hundred, and that's an auto bet for me if they go down one nothing in the series. Where I'm looking on here is I love the series props for players. Okay. What do you guys think of this one that I've got on my book right now? Nathan McKinnon total shots on goal in the series is 
over 27 and a half is plus 100 right now. I hammered that. That guy fires pucks like crazy. Yeah. And I can't see that changing, even though they're going to be going up against a formidable opponent in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So he's averaging 5.85 shots per game so far in this series. So you would need him to get 28 to hit the bet. So 28 divided by 5.85. You basically, if he keeps up his average, all you need is this series to go five games and you're going to hit the bet more or less. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I like that. Actually, I'm with you. And another one, Nikita Kucherov. What is his shots average? Because he's at 20 and a half, and that's plus 115. That one's another one that intrigues me. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't rip the pill as much as uh as much as McKinnon does. Average of 3.5. So if the series goes six, he's gonna end with about twenty just over 21 shots, is the math on that. So it's it's close. That line is set probably right where it should. Um, But the thing with Kucherov is like, you never know there's games for that guy. Like when you go back to the regular season where he'll just like randomly rifle off a shitload of shots in one game. Like he had this season alone. He had two games with eight, two games with seven, a game with six and four games with five. So if he has a couple games where he goes at like four or five shots, if he has one where he has seven, then you're laughing. That's one that I was looking at that you, uh, I kind of, sorry, I was trying to pull up my things when you were talking about it, but you said if Tampa to lose game one, right, Ty? Yeah, if they were to lose game one. Okay, so there's one bet I found that was Tampa to win the series from behind is mm. plus 350. Interesting. Like I said last week that Colorado could sweep, which was bold of me. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, but like Tampa, I might just go back to Tampa. I might go back to my original thing where I never bet on them. I spoke too soon. I was a little premature, but Tampa Bay to win from behind. Cause have they won a game one, like obviously when they beat Florida, but weren't they down to New York and to Toronto one, nothing. Yeah. I think they lost five, nothing in game one to uh, Toronto. Yeah. So I think something I might do is, is that to win from behind that. It's an interesting one. Um, Circling back to player props, there's a couple I like in this series. I'm going right back to Kucherov over two and a half goals. Again, if you're you're going to give me minus 118 on a guy that talented, he could get a hat trick. Like that's, he's that good, right? He could very easily rip off a hattie in every game. So I love that as a bet. I like Palat to go over one and a half goals in the series. It's only minus 143, but he... I mean, again, that guy's been so good over the course of this playoff run. And I'm also taking uh Makar or sorry, Palat over four points in the series at minus one eighteen. You're at least getting a push there. There's no way Palat doesn't put up four points. He was so good in the conference finals, too. Like yeah. didn't he have a goal in all but one game? Yeah. Like he's he's sick. He's on a run right now. I mean, he's a pending UFA. He's trying to earn himself as much money as possible. I love taking Palat over four points. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot too, actually. Like some of these, there any- there's interesting value or sorry, interesting picks that don't pay out great. And I know sometimes, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze and all that, but like even Anthony Sorelli over two points, like, I just think you're, he's probably putting up two points in this series. Again, the, the lightning are going up against a Colorado team that against Edmonton struggled at times to keep pucks out of their net and their goaltending has a bunch of question marks surrounding it. So I think lightning player props are the way to go in this cup final. I was thinking that too, like going into that Western Conference finals, everyone was saying Edmonton has a chance to beat them because Kemper hasn't been good or faced yeah. a good opponent. You know, Edmonton exposed Kemper a little bit, I guess you could say in that game one, they didn't see him for the rest of the series, but 
what do you have? Three goals on 13 shots or something like that. Like Tampa Bay's offense might even be better than Edmonton's as a whole. Like if they get on top of him, like they could easily put five, five by him, four or five by him a game. Right. Like it's not out of the question. I don't think. And the other side of that is why I'm staying away from a lot of the Avs player props. Cause I just don't know, like how can you bet on any player to consistently beat Andre Vasilevsky? You know? Yep. He he's, he's looking like Andre Vasilevsky again. And that's why like, I have a hard time. Like, I think that this could be the year where Colorado gets it done. They're just a really solid hockey team. But when you've got a goaltender like that playing at the other end, I have a hard time betting on it. Yeah. It was uh, actually on the suitcase in the scrab this morning. Mike McKenna was talking about Vasilevsky versus the Avs. It's only five games, but I mind over his career. But Vasilevsky's worst save percentage is against the Avalanche in the NHL. They obviously haven't played in the playoffs, but in the regular season, I think he said he had an 881 in five games and was one and four. Interesting. So, you know, it's a little different to playoffs, but a little stat to throw you right there if you're if you're that confident in Vasilevsky, at least to kind of even it out, I suppose. Yeah, that is interesting. Very interesting. Uh, game one, any other player props or did we cover all the ones we kind of like, Liam? I was going to ask you, is there any of those, did you see any of those like player head-to-heads that you like? I know we spoke about like Nurse and Makar in the last round, which was yeah. hilarious. And Kane and Kachuk. Makar Hedman is priced similarly to what Makar Nurse was. But again, I just, I can't bet on Makar because I don't know how many goals Vasilevsky is going to give up. Um, mm-hmm. Kucherov to get more goals than Rantanen is interesting. And Palat to get more goals than Lekkonen is interesting. Wasn't Ransom struggling before the Edmonton series? He was. He was really cold. Yeah. Then I mean, Kucherov's kind of heating up a little bit. He's playing a lot better. And like, to be honest, it seems like one of those where it's like those players just aren't really on the same level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you say the odds were for Kucherov to win that one? Uh, I think Kucherov was the underdog in that matchup, wasn't he? Uh, so yeah, Kucherov's plus 101. Whoa. Mm. Uh, Interesting. That might be one to look at. But Rant, when Rantanen gets hot, like he's really good. So that's why I'm a little bit like, Ugh, but. Well, it's going to be interesting too to see where Rantanen plays. Like he's without Kadri, right? Like, is yeah. he the second line center? Like, I'll be curious to see how it goes down with him. Him being and a plus, center like, could hurt his production. Yeah. And like Braden Point coming back, like, how does that help Kutrov on the power play and that kind of stuff? You know, like, is a big upgrade from having Corey Perry on the power play compared to Braden Point. Yeah, there is. Interesting. Game one tonight. I think I'm rolling with the under in this game. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> I can see that. The que- the only question mark for me is the goaltending in Colorado. Um, Kemper hasn't been great, like Liam said. Francis was okay against the Oilers, but definitely not unbeatable. Um, in terms of go- goaltending, I think the Avs have an advantage, though. Liam has piqued my interest with those numbers from Mike McKenna. So... What is the under set at, Tyler? It's at six, and it's basically paying even money. Mm. Yeah. Is it confirmed that Kemp is playing? Like, he's back, right? Uh, it's not confirmed because they wouldn't say anything. Um, but uh, Peter Baugh said he was... Where am I going with this? Peter Baugh was the one, yeah, who said he was in the starters net at practice. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see Colorado taking game one tonight. Just a home home ice thing. They 
I don't know. Like I said, the trend's there for, for Tampa Bay not to do well in game one so far, one for two. So I think I would go Colorado tonight. Maybe, like, is it worth sprinkling on the, uh, the spread just with the empty net factor on the puck line? You know? Like, yeah, we spoke maybe. About I, I could see this being like 3-2 or like 4-2. Yeah. Yeah, there was. I think it was in the second round, which obviously is a little bit more open, I suppose. But what was it, Ty? When we looked it up, like all but like three games are gone for a spread, and we're in like game five or six of the, each series. It's yeah. kind of crazy. And then Colorado actually covered the spread in three of their four wins against the Oilers. And even, yeah, so spread might be the play if you like Colorado. Uh, moving away from hockey, because I think we covered everything we kind of wanted to there. Um, we'll talk Jays in a second, but I want to go off on a little U.S. Open thing. Um, I had a pretty good run at the RBC Canadian Open in terms of my DraftKings plays, so I figured I'd share a few of the guys I like. Um, this isn't like my own research. This is me going and looking what all the experts are saying and kind of like picking a few of the guys that seem to be pretty common. Um, Corey Connors. I like Corey Connors, the Canadian. Obviously, how could you not like a little Canadian? But Tony Finau and Justin Thomas are my two favorite plays on this tournament. They're like my A tier for DraftKings where I'm putting them in a lot of my lineup. So I like Finau. I like Justin Thomas. My second tier is Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, Tommy Fleetwood and Sung J M. And if you need kind of some more good value plays, Keegan Bradley, Taylor Gooch, and Wyndham Clark, who is really good at the RBC Canadian Open. So those are kind of my tiers. I have a couple other guys I'm mixing in, but I mean, for those, you can kind of just throw darts at the dartboard when you're filling out. Like for me, I'm doing 20 DraftKings lineups. Um, I'm just max entering. (laughs) (laughs) I'm max entering one of the contests. So my guys who I have at 50% ownership, (laughs) you think that's so funny. (laughs) My 50% ownership guys are Thomas and Finau. My 40% ownership is Connors Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick. And then uh, I have Fleetwood M. Sorry, Fleetwood M and Fitzpatrick are in that group. And then the tier below is Bradley Gooch. I got a little or and a lot of Wyndham Clark. And then you kind of just got to find your value plays outside of that. Um, but I'm also taking those guys and probably betting them on the tournament as well. So I'm taking Justin Thomas to win this thing. Um, he's 14 to one to win. Going to throw a little plus 250 on him to come top five. That's what saved me at the Canadian Open is that I had Thomas to come top five and top 10 as well as to win. So I still profited pretty, pretty well with his performance there. Um, I really like those two. I don't mind a little Will Zalatoris in the top 10. Obviously, Fitzpatrick Finau to come top 10, top 20. I'm just kind of staggering my units on those plays as well. Uh, Sung JM, I think, is in a good spot. And the other bet I really like, if you're just maybe more of a casual golf better, is uh, Corey Connors to be the top Canadian at this event is paying plus 140. Uh, He's competing against Hadwin, Hughes, Taylor, Sloan, and Silverman. And uh, I think plus 140 is really good value on Connors to be the top Canadian. He's the most talented golfer um, of the bunch. He's the most proven golfer of the bunch. I like Connors at plus 140. Um, and then obviously I'm heavy on Justin Thomas and Tony Finau as my two winners of this event. Liam, you said you might've had something for this. Yeah. I always like betting on Wells Alatoris too, just because he kind of looks like that guy from Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, good. good reason to bet so, on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I base it. Um, and he's actually good. It's true. Also, but yeah, um, I'm just looking now. I didn't realize the guys who went on the Saudi tour were coming back. Is that true? 
Yeah. So like this is three of the four majors. So like the U.S. Open, British Open, the Masters. Those three aren't like PGA things. They're ran kind of separately. So these live oh. golf guys, the guys who darted out to Saudi Arabia, they can come back and play Augusta. They can play the U.S. Open, the British Open. The only major they can't play is the PGA Championship. Interesting. So they're okay. back, which is really interesting. Yeah, that'll add a little twist to it. So I'm going to bet against one of them. Um, Bryson DeChambeau. What does that guy do, to be honest? Uh, this no is offense, but I'm going to... No, I'm going to do one of those three balls. Uh, I like doing those ones. So I'm going to bet on Justin Rose to be him and Gary Woodland at plus 137. <laughs> go with my little British boy. And then another British play. Uh, I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood to beat Patrick Reed and um, Hoon Lee. And then also, just a little across the channel, I'm going to go with Shane Lowry yeah. to beat Phil Mickelson and Louis at plus 110. Uh, Fleetwood was plus 137. Wow, Lowry's also, plus is, 110 in that three ball? Yes, 110. Yeah, that's Louis a great plus spot. 180 and Mickelson's plus 280. Um, one I wanted to get your opinion on, Tyler. Cameron Smith at plus 165 to beat Brooks and Scotty Scheffler on just the first round. Smith's a good starter, so I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. I I wonder what kind of golf Brooks is going to play this week, just because there's been a, he's been in the media a little bit here. Um, Scheffler's, I mean, probably the best golfer in the world. I'd stay away from this three ball. I think it's too unpredictable. That is a, it is a tough one. I just like Cameron Smith. Yeah. You know, Aussie. again, he's got, he's got the look. He's got the mullet coming on. He's one of my favorites. Uh, one other one I was looking at too was JT to win his three ball. He's in a bit of a tough one too against Hovland and uh, Tony Finau, but he's plus 130. And I just yeah. think that's pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good number for him. He's the best golfer in that group. So that, that one's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. The Corey Connors three ball for uh, this first one as well, I think is a really, really nice spot. He's golfing against a couple of guys who kind of aren't on his level here um, in Austin Greaser and Luke List. So he's minus 115. But if you were to parlay him and him and uh, Lowry, they're both teeing off right next to each other. So you'd have something to watch. They tee off it uh, just after 1030 Mountain Time is when they or 1030 Eastern Time is when they start. And if you were to parlay Lowry and Connors, who I think are just in great spots here, honestly, um, and you were to put yeah, let's say you have a $10 free bet on that sports book. It'd pay out 40 bucks. It's a four to one bet. So I think that's a really interesting spot. Is there one of the top guys you wouldn't bet on this weekend? A top guy I wouldn't touch. I didn't read a lot of good stuff about Cameron Smith. Um, so mm-hmm. I am probably staying away from any Cameron Smith bets. Uh, I think I'm staying away from Rory for the most part, just cause he played so good at the Canadian. And I don't know if he's got back-to-back wins in him. Like that's so hard to do. Like at least with Justin Thomas, he ended on a bit of a disappointing note. And I think he'll be, I think he'll be a little bit hungrier for this one. And I think the course plays well for JT. So I, I, I like JT more than I like McElroy, even though the odds makers would suggest the reverse of that. I also think I if you're sorry, I also think if you're playing DraftKings or DFS, you're uh, Rory's going to be super, super popular. Everyone's going to Rory. Um, and I would just try to find some ways like I would go Morikawa. I did go. I went with more Morikawa than I did with Rory in my DraftKings. Morikawa did pretty good last year, too. Right? I think you finished top five or something like that. Yeah. If I remember rightly. But um, 
I don't watch golf religiously. Like I watch the main ones, like the Masters, US Open, all that stuff. But Rory, if I remember rightly, wasn't that great at the Masters, right? But I had a great Sunday. Yeah, he had and a kind great, of drug himself up, right? Like he went like eight hundred on the Sunday. Yeah, like I think he won Sunday, but. Yeah, like I, I've never been a fan. I'm not much of a fan of Ben on Rory on these ones too. But he seems he's back to back Canadian Open champion now, right? He is. Yeah, yeah. That's the big one. That's the one you want to win. Yeah, not the U.S. <laughs> Open, the Canadian Open. Um, no, no. Let's wrap up the show with some Blue Jays talk. We are officially an anti Yusei Kikuchi podcast. Mm-hmm. Can't do it, man. The last four games I've bet on with him pitching. I've lost all of them. So I am now putting him on the blacklist for my Jays bets. If he's pitching, I'm just, I'm just watching. That's it. No more. I respect it. I think that's fine. <laughs> I don't blame What's you at all. What's the deal with that, Tyler? Like this, like he's got, he throws gas, but where it's going, nobody has any idea. Well, and he throws gas and he's like super timid to use it. Like he, he, his mindset is like Hunjin Ryu, where he likes to pick his corners and be very, very careful. You know, he uses the off-speed stuff a lot. His mindset needs to be Robbie Ray. Like, just go throw gas, man. You have 97, you have a 97 mile an hour fastball. Just rip that thing in there as much as you can. It's a three-two count. Put it past a guy. Who cares? And he just seems super reluctant to want to use his to use his best pitch, in my opinion. And it's really puzzling to me. Um, I don't get it. I'll be staying away from the Jays of Kikuches on the bump. But tonight. It's Jose Barrios on the bump and he's yeah. been pitching good recently. Yeah. Really good. What do you think about uh, five and a half strikeouts for him at minus minus one thirty three? I think that's a good spot. Um, I think you could even go, you want to go over five and a half K's in a same game parlay with the Toronto blue Jays to cover the run line on a good bounce back. I think that's a tremendous spot. It's plus one fifty for those two to happen. Mix in a player you like. Let's say, uh, you know, Matt Chapman, maybe, uh, you know, he's hitting the ball well, had a dinger last game. I don't know if I like him over one and a half bases, but maybe, uh, you know, Teoscar Hernandez didn't have a great game. Maybe like him as a bounce back tonight. Bo didn't have a great game last night. Yeah, Bo's actually interesting. Um, It looks like the books are maybe accounting for more of a Bo bounce back than anyone else. Um, But I think taking any one of the Jays top three, four hitters tonight to go over one and a half, you're fine with any of them. Throw it with Barrios, throw it with the Jays on the run line. Bang, bang. You're going to sit like plus 300, plus 400. It's a good bet builder. Same game parlay action. Our friends at Points Bet Canada have same game parlay. So make sure you go check them out. They are live in Ontario. So if you're listening from Ontario, go make an account over at Points Bet Canada. Um, yeah. What, the, about I think, Lourdes, what about Lourdes Goriel in your same game parlays? That guy is smoking hot right now. And he's like, he's a very interesting player where when he gets hot, it's unbelievable. He's like one of the best players in the majors. When he really gets going, it's a treat to watch because he rips the cover off the ball. Then when he's cold, he looks like a quad a player who like barely belongs in the majors. But when he's hot, <laughs> Oh baby. And right now he's hot in his last seven games. He's batting 464, slugging 714. Um, he's only got the one dinger in 28 AB. So maybe he's due for a little dinger tonight. Um, but even so far in this series, he's four for eight. So yeah, Guriel to go over one and a half bases tonight. That might be a good play in a bet builder as well, or just play it straight up. It's probably like plus plus one twenty. I, uh, I started going off what you told us to do last week, Tyler, where you do the run line and, and the, the yeah, perfect. 
It works. Often when the other guy pitches. I also tried down some other teams and it worked pretty good too. So <laughs> you just got to eye up a good pitching matchup, right? And if a team's going up against some scrub, like if you can get a top 10 team going up against a scrub, bet build or same game parlay, run line and the over for runs. And like if they're going to win, that's very likely the way they win and you get tremendous value on it. Yeah, it's so, yeah. definitely good. I think I got plus 115 on both the ones I did last night from a heavy favorite. So works out well. Not bad. Uh, should we make a little sandwich to end this thing? Let's do it. All right. Who wants to who wants to step up first? I can step up first if you guys want. I feel like I, 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 uh, I've got mine picked locked in as well. So yeah, go for I'm, it. Tom. Mine too. Okay. <laughs> Steph Curry did not hit a single three pointer last game. I just don't see a way in which that happens again. I'm going Steph Curry over four and a half three pointers in the basketball game tonight. NBA finals game number six warriors can put away the Celtics. Somehow Curry was off the board last game. Not happening again. That is my leg of the parlay. I will go with, we just talked about him. Lourdes Goriel jr. He is red hot over one and a half bases. That is taken on a plus plus one twenty. All right. And to add a little lettuce to the sandwich, I will go with the Atlanta Braves on the run line. Hottest team in baseball. Hottest team in sports right now. So Atlanta Braves run line. Atlanta Braves run line. What have they won now? 12 or 13 in a row? Uh, 13, 13 as of last night. And they've hit the run line in 12 of those games. All right. So that is a nice little plus 640 bet or uh, parlay. BLT sandwich, Steph Curry over four and a half threes, Gurriel over one and a half bases, Atlanta Braves on the run line. My bet is locked in. <laughs> Have we hit a sandwich yet? No, nope. but if you're listening, no, that means we're due. That means we today are due. The Today's the day, boys. I believe. If you don't Got believe, it. what's the point in living, you know? Yeah. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. This was enjoyable. We covered a lot of lots of ground as usual. And uh Let's go. Let's nail this sandwich. May the betting gourds be forever in our favor. Join our Twitter space as well. BLT bets. We're dropping picks in there all the time. Some good conversations. Zach Lang's always super active in there and he's been pretty hot. So follow along in our community and we will talk to you again next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.